Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host this Sunday afternoon here at MPB Think Radio in the studio with Kevin Farrell, who has on very conservative black shoes today. Oftentimes he will come in here with a flag. He does have on some pretty exciting socks, though. So sort of an orange pattern, a little orange and black. Um, But anyway, Kevin's our producer and our spiritual leader. He often advises us on... How, how radio works. But my special guest today is my good buddy, William Goodman. William, welcome. Thank you, Malcolm. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Hey, Kevin, how are you doing today, man? He never talks. He just points <laughs> and uh, writes notes and uh, moves his knobs around. So, William, you are a visual artist. I think you describe yourself as a mixed media artist. That's correct, yes. And uh, just for our listeners' sake, why, why don't you take a stab at explaining what a mixed media artist does and what one might see when they look at your art? I will do my best. Um well, I uh, began dabbling with what I like to call mixed media about 20 years ago, and I would like to describe mixed media as a combination of a lot of different mediums, that being collage, that being transferring, that being silt screening, that being bringing my photography into my work, um, bringing a lot of different elements together onto the surface of a painting. Um, Everything for me kind of begins with a photograph, whether that me being traveling around, taking taking pictures, finding clippings from magazines. Um, Everything starts with an image and then I start kind of building building things from that image. working with all acrylic paint. Um, I don't have the patience for oil paint um, to dry. So that's considered, you know, building layers. Um, everything starts with that image. And then I kind of start building everything on top of it. Um, and I like to kind of tell stories with my paintings. Um, and so the ability to use all these different mediums to get different images onto the canvas, that's kind of always what's really inspired me. So um, mixed media is just using lots of different techniques that I've picked up from other artists over the years um, and just kind of building building um, layers um, onto the surface. So so you, you do commission work, you do portraits, you do outdoor uh, murals uh, for our listeners. Uh, at the Grammy Museum in Cleveland, you have a series of musicians that is uh, featured yeah. prominently when you walk in the Grammy Museum. Right. You want to explain a little bit about that series, or, or that piece? Yeah. Those that, pieces. Th- yeah, those pieces came about a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, I, I, I tend to work in series. Um, I mean, I've always kind of done that with my work. Um, every every few years, I get inspired by something. Um, my musician series that I did a couple of years ago, I was, you know, listening to um, a lot of pop music. So I started doing um, these paintings of uh, pop musicians, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, um, of course, Michael Jackson. Um, so I did these very large paintings, and the Grammy Museum seemed like a really good place uh, to display those pieces. Um, so they're there right now on on a permanent um, display. Um, but I've always, I've always, you know, um, my work has evolved over the years. Um, so I'm always doing these. I mean, 
you know, 15, you know, plus years ago, I was kind of doing these very um, obscure type paintings, but, but now my, my work seems to be more, more focused and, and, and more, more close, close to home. Um, the work I'm doing now, I'm, I'm, I'm super inspired by our state and the, the artists that have come out of our state. So mo- most recently I've, I've done, done some pieces, um, <clears throat> that are, that are all about, um, you know, the, the artists that have come out of Mississippi, whether that being writers or musicians and, um, I, we just have so much talent that's come out of come out of Mississippi. I'm really inspired to, to paint the people that have come out of our state. So that's kind of what I've been doing the past year or so, painting painting people that have um, come out of our great state. There's also a couple of public murals that that I, I see often in Jackson. Yeah. One's at Steve's right. restaurant downtown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a cool piece in there, and then there's another one at the Mississippi Museum of Art right. in, the, in the sort of alleyway that leads from the art garden over to the Weston in that part of town. Right. Um, that piece came about, um, I did that piece, I think, in 2011. And the Mississippi Museum of Art, um, they've always been a big supporter of mine. And I, I love places like a second home to me. Um, they approached me about doing a mural that would be on that um that second building that's right across from the museum, and it was—it's it was, it's behind Thalia Morrow, right, right on that right. back wall. Yeah, um, and they—they they said we want—we want you to do a mural on this wall. The idea was that they were going to get a different artist every year to paint paint on this wall, and um, so I went into that project, uh, and I—I I didn't really have an idea going into it. I kind of made it up as I went along. Um, which is kind of how a lot of my work evolves. I mean, I have different images that I want to use, um, but really the end result um, happens um, kind of sponta- spontaneously, um, and the images kind of build as, as they go, um, and the story evolves as, as it goes along. Um, so with that project, I had all these images that I wanted to use, and I just kind of I call it the subconscious viewmaster um, because at the time I was collecting all these viewmasters and all these old reels, and I remember looking through those and just being so inspired by them. And um, so that one, um, I worked on it for a month, um, and when I finished it, Betsy, she was like, "We can't paint over this." <laughs> she was like, "This has to stay," and so that that made me that made me feel really really good. And um, so it still it still stands today, and um, I think that's one of my more iconic pieces that I've ever done. And, um, I still go back to it today and I, I take my daughter there to see it. And, and I, I painted my wife at the time we had only been together for like six months or so when I was painting it and she'd come down there at nighttime and bring me Red Bulls and <laughs> she's keep like, going. Keep, keep, keep going. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so I painted my wife Nell in, in the mural and it's really cool today to take my daughter there and who she's three and a half now and she'll point up at the mural and she'd be like, that's mommy. (laughs) So it's, but that, that piece, I I included so many things. I tried to include all kinds of things in that piece for everybody. I mean, I've got, you know, vintage toys in there. I've even got a deer head in there, you know, for your, for your rednecks, you know, they can, they can look up there and they can, you know, have something to uh, be, be, be inspired by. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's got a little bit of everything in there, that piece. And at the end of that walkway leading from the art garden and the entranceway to uh, the Mississippi Museum of Art, past your mural, 
heading toward the Westin. You've done uh, several pieces for the Westin Hotel right. itself. And mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. Those are really uh, fabulous pieces that Thank are in you. there. Thank you, Malcolm. Yeah, those I've, I've done. I've done a couple of pieces for the Westin. Uh, probably the biggest single canvas um, that I've ever done to date and it was a trick getting that thing up in my studio which is located in Fondren. I've been in the Fondren neighborhood for 20 plus years now where my studio is but getting getting that piece it was six feet by nine feet biggest single canvas I've ever done had to come up the side of the building with rope Um, I've got this great carpenter who builds all my custom frames for me and he uh he was like yeah we can we can get it up we can get it up (laughs) to your studio but we're gonna have to bring it up by rope I was like all right man whatever we got to do and so my my client he was he was um, insistent on us doing doing this piece that size and I mean a lot of times I work in panels um, and we piece it together when right. we install it but he wanted this piece six feet by nine feet and I was like all right I can do it I can do it in my studio but so we brought it up the side of the building with rope um, and I worked on it for like three or four months and it was all hand painted and so the concept was we're going to do bb king's guitar lucille and that's going to be in the middle of the painting and then around that we're going to we're going to cover you know because we're the birthplace of rock and roll country and blues and so we're going to include i mean we couldn't include everybody but we're going to we're going to try to include all 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 the country legends we're going to include all the blues legends and then all the rock and roll legends that come out of our state and so we we just about covered everybody and i hand painted everybody on the piece around bb's uh lucille and then so everybody that that comes to jackson and plays and stays at the weston we're trying to get people's signatures on the actual painting and so far we've gotten cindy lopper we've gotten um buddy guy we've gotten dave matthews we've gotten david banner all all these people to sign the actual painting which is a pretty cool concept and so it's going to just evolve over time and um and so that was my idea to, you know, make it like a evolving piece of art to get people to keep signing it. So I did that piece, and then we've had some pretty um, cool people get arrested here as, <laughs> as well. Uh, Prince got arrested, um, Elvis got arrested, and then Johnny Cash got arrested in Startful. So I did three mugshot paintings that hang in the lobby of the Weston as well. Yeah. Come so. to Mississippi and get arrested. Yeah. We'll make you famous. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. My so. guest today is William Goodman. William is a mixed media visual artist based in the Fondren area. And earlier you were talking about your studio. That's the Fondren Corner Building. It is, And, yeah. and you've been up there a long time. Long right? time, man. Yeah. Long time. Why would I leave? I mean, it's it's rent controlled. It's right there in the center of the heart of the um the, the city and uh it's it's, it's Fondren has been really good to me and it's been cool to be there since kind of the beginning and watch everything grow and uh i've got a good little spot there and you grew up in jackson i did yeah, yeah. grew up in jackson and um I, I love I love the city. Did you go to art school. What what's your <clears throat> how, what's your training in terms of your? Um, your, your I went work? to art school for a little while, um, and that really, I don't know, it didn't really work out great for me. So I came back here and had this wonderful opportunity to uh, teach art at the Mustard Seed. Um, so I was there for three years as an art instructor, and then um, decided to take a take a, a wild chance and see if I could do this thing, make a living at it. And um, very blessed that I've been able to do it now for many, many years and so grateful um, that people supported me and um, that, you know, I get to wake up every day and do what I love for a living. And um, I don't know, it's a trip. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a trip that uh, I get to 
create for a living. I never, I never dreamed in my wildest dreams that I'd be able to make a living at it. It's wild. And so you, you had, um, family your your grandmother right, yeah. was an artist or yeah. is an artist yeah my grandmother edwina goodman she um was an amazing watercolorist and um she was an opera singer first um and then decided about midway through life that she'd give a stab at painting and um she was really really good at it and i remember being a young kid in her studio probably about five four or five years old and she would she would just hand me paint brushes and paint and she just she would just tell me go wild with it and i remember drawing all these creatures and um i mean i was always drawing in school and but really i remember being in her studio my, my parents would just take me there on the weekends and i would just have a blast and um so she had a studio in her home she did yeah yeah okay. so i remember from a very early age being very creative um and of course that went throughout school and you know i remember one of my early teachers um bubba watkins at st andrews he really encouraged my style and um you know i had a lot of teachers over the years who really pushed me to to do my own thing they never tried to like control what I was doing, or um, they always encouraged my style, and that w I think that was very beneficial. Well, great. We are talking today with uh, William Goodman. He's a visual artist uh, based in the Fondren area of, of Jackson, um, and he um, you know, has had a studio there for a very long time, and we're visiting with him about his work. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host today. I also have the privilege of serving as your director of the Mississippi Arts Commission. Um, my guest in the studio today is William Goodman. William, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Malcolm. Thanks for having me. William is a visual artist um, located uh, in the Fondren neighborhood. And on break, we were talking a little bit about the Fondren phenomenon. And I was telling William that... <clears throat> That I lived in that neighborhood in the mid-80s. I think we bought our house in 1986. And it was just a cluster of people looking for a starter home, a first home that was affordable. Uh, everybody referred to the area as Council Circle, not Fondren back then. And there yeah. were certainly no artists <laughs> in the area. There was X-rated movies being shown at the theater. And there were no artists uh, uh, until you guys, your group of friends, came along. Tell us a little bit about how you and your group of arts friends sort of arrived in Fondren and what, what ensued? Well, it was, it was such a fun, exciting, inspiring time. It was, uh, year, it was 2003, um, and Mike Peters had purchased the Fondren, what, what is known as the Fondren Corner Building, the old wildlife and fisheries building. Ugly. It that was, was one oh, ugly building. It was one ugly building, <laughs> yeah. And so he had purchased it. He was remodeling it. And I'd been living in I'd been living in Bellhaven for a couple of years, um, and I had just I had just left the mustard seed. No, actually, I was still at the mustard seed, and um, I'd heard about these these lofts that were going to be in the neighborhood, and so I went and I talked to him. His I think his office was still off County Line Road. I went and talked to him and said, "I, I, I want to get one of these lofts," and so um, he said, "Okay." And he didn't really know quite what to think of me. <laughs> he really didn't. <laughs> and he said, okay, all right, I'll put you on the list. And so um, anyway, he, he, 
he made good with his promise and he said I could have one of the first ones available. And uh, so I'm, I think I was the first person to move in there when they when they finished the lofts and they were still doing construction on the second and third floor of that building. So the first floor was going to be retail and two restaurants and um, and fourth and the fifth floor were going to be we're going to be lofts. And so I moved into that building right around that time I met. Ginger Williams, who's an amazing visual artist. I met um, Jason Twiggy Lott, also another amazing visual artist. A guy named Jason Marlowe, another visual artist, filmmaker, um, and Josh Haley. And so we all, um, kind of, I'd known Josh through, throughout school. Um, we'd both gone to St. Andrews together. But so all of us kind of just moved, moved into the neighborhood together. I was the only one who had an apartment in the building, but we all pretty much just... I mean, shacked up at, at my apartment um, and just started making all this art together, making all these like little films together, doing all these photo shoots. Um, and Derek Emerson um, had recently bought uh, Walker's Drive-In and he hired myself and Ginger and Twiggy to paint a mural on the side of the building. This was this was in 2003 and on, on the little patio there. And I remember <clears throat> this was like my first I guess corporate, um, if if you want to say that job that I that I ever got, it was my first like corporate commission, um, and I think he paid us maybe like two thousand dollars, and I was like, I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, and uh, <clears throat> you're rich and you've yeah. arrived. <laughs> I think he paid us two thousand dollars, and then he gave us like some food credit. And we thought we were so cool. We were like, we're going to eat at Walker's and <laughs> we're painting this mural. And I mean, it was, I mean, we were kids. I mean, yeah. it was, it was, it was such a fun time. And, um, and so from, I mean, from there, I mean, we just, I mean, we all started, um, doing, doing all this fun stuff. And, uh, and I, I got, I got an art show in New York and we all went up for my show in New York. And, uh, like, I think something like 30 people from Jackson came up and supported me. And that was, that was such an amazing time. And I was so grateful for that. I mean, just, just looking back on that whole time in my life, we each, we each grew from that experience and, and we've all gone on to have just, you know, wonderful careers. And, um, I mean, but that time, um, and I, and I was, I was sober. I was sober during that experience. And, uh, but in, in most of us were, most all of us were sober. Um, and, but I don't think pe people thought we were all just on crazy drugs. <laughs> I mean, they did. And I mean, uh, but, but we, we I, I think in, in Elizabeth Robinson, the glass artist, she was around. And, and I think, I, I don't want to say that we, we had a lot to do with, with, with bringing other artists and, to Fondren or anything like that, but 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 we um, you changed the vibe. And there you, was definitely <laughs> a vibe. I think that that more people, I guess, like accepted Fondren to be kind of this fun, funky, you know, community, and um, and to see where where the neighborhood has grown to today is 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 really really cool. But I'm so glad I had that experience and 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 these friendships, and um, it was it was a special time. I can say that for all of us, and. Um, and myself and Ginger, you know, still still work in the neighborhood today. And, um, you know, I yeah, mean, Josh is in New Orleans. Josh right? is in New Orleans. Jason Marlowe's in in New York, Hudson, New York, doing his thing. Um, you know, Twiggy still makes his art here yeah. in Jackson. He's in Bellhaven. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but we all collaborated. It was a time of like youth and um, rebellion and um, just really not caring what other people thought about us and doing our own thing and um 
it was it was like a little gang, a mm-hmm. gang of creativity and um, you know expression, and it, it was it was amazing. It was amazing time, and um, I can't believe it was that long ago. It was it was it was incredible. So, so at that time, what was your style like what kind of art were you making in the early 2000s when you sort of first moved in to to the Fondren studio and you were in you're in the same studio I'm in the same studio well at that point I was I was creating most of the art out of my out of my loft out of my apartment there Mm -hmm. Um, but a few years later um, I went to the landlord and there was some open space up on the fifth floor there were like three closets and I went to him and I was like look I, I just I can't I can't keep making all this art in my apartment it's just I, I, I gotta ha- I gotta have separation between where I'm living and where I'm creating and so we blew out a bunch of walls and we made me a studio upstairs um, and so that was really cool and then I started paying rent for my studio and all that that happened a few years later but um my style back then I, my style is much more refined now um back then i used to look at um like the surface of a canvas and i used to think i had to like fill up all of it i didn't i didn't really understand composition um the way that i do now um it was it was it was a lot of my style back then I can look at it. It was very immature. It was very, um, it wasn't controlled like it is now. Um, a lot of the paintings I, I, I made back then, I, I really don't like, but that's just, that's just where I was in my life then. Sure. Um, but, um, a lot of the paintings I made, I, I do like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to like everything that I, that I create. I mean, but I think that, uh, you know, it's just, it's just where I was in my life. Um, so. Who uh, who influenced you when you were becoming an artist, growing up, experimenting? Who were your influences? What artists did you look to for for inspiration? Um, I th- I've I've had so many influences. I mean, uh, Andy Warhol is one of my biggest influences. Um, definitely Robert Rauschenberg, um, Jean Michel Basquiat, definitely. Um, I mean, I then, guess you enjoyed seeing the Basquiat piece uh, at the Bicentennial yes. at the Museum of Art. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Absolutely. I mean, his his just rebellious um, style and just the way he would draw was just absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, William Eggleston. I mean, I, lo- I love I love the way that he would he, that he saw the world um, through a camera lens. Um, I mean Jasper Johns. I mean he was he was right there with with Warhol creating just some very revolutionary work. Um, I mean I I love I love Pollock's style too. The mm-hmm. way that he would just you know a lot of people you know look at his work and are like oh I could I could do that yeah. I could just splatter some paint. <laughs> good but, luck. You know, good luck. You know good luck with that. You know. <laughs> I mean there and then there's so many modern artists today that you know are you know street artists that that I respect and I love what they do and. Um, and then, I mean, there's so many um, photographers too. I mean, I love Sally Mann's work. I mean, her work is just oh, it's phenomenal. And I look at it so haunting and just just beautiful. Um, Dunlap is a big influence on mine. Mm-hmm. Love love Bill Dunlap. Um, he's always been a huge support of mine. Believed in me over the years. And, um, you and know, I think you mentioned one time we were talking that Lynn Greenroot. Yes, who, Lynn, who we lost unfortunately yes, she years was, ago. She was a great go, painter. I used to go to her studio as a teenager and she was always just very supportive of me. And I used to show her my, my early drawings. Um, and she, she would just always say to me, just keep going, just keep drawing, just keep painting. Um, you know, so I've, I've had some really, you know, 
artists here in Mississippi over the years that have always um, just been very kind to me and very supportive and just told me to just keep doing my thing. And um, people, you know, people have never told me, people have never told me, Malcolm, don't you know quit being an artist do do something different go get a day job right you know and and i come from a family of you know attorneys you know and and i can't imagine uh i can't imagine doing anything anything differently you know people have asked me over the years what would you do if you weren't an artist i have no idea (laughs) i have no idea this is all i know i mean it really is and 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 a lot of times I, i I imagine like what what I what I would do if if I did have to go to to an office and and, and work a day job and I had I had a boss and they were they were telling me what to do every day I'd I go crazy I really would I'm very blessed not for everybody not for no yeah so so I'm really I'm you know even some of the jobs that I that that I work the commissions that are that are high intensity and I have deadlines and things like that I have to remind myself that I still I'm so blessed that I that I get to create every single day. What percent of your current work is commissions versus just stuff you want to make and put it out there and try to sell it? Well, there's always that balance, and I think we all struggle with balance in life. I think that's I think that anybody that says they don't struggle with balance is lying because uh, it's it's something that that's, can be very challenging. But I, but today, um, I'd say about seventy five percent of my work is is commission work, and that's how I make wow. a living. That's a lot. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I do get to work a lot of a lot of corporate jobs and I've gotten to work for a lot of great companies over the years, you know, here locally, Bank Plus. I mean, I've gotten to do work for Coca-Cola in Atlanta. I've gotten to work for Estee Lauder in New York and um, Lululemon. But um, and then I get to do a lot of, you know, commission work for um, individuals, for their homes. You know, I get to create these special, unique paintings um, for that tell stories for people about their lives or I get to do abstract work for people or, but then I, the, the, you know, the other percentage of work that, that is, that I create, like that's for me that I'm very passionate about, you know, um, the, the mixed media work that we were talking about earlier. Um, that's, that's what feeds my soul. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what I really love, love creating. Um, and those are the, the images that I take with my camera when I'm driving through the Delta, the, the, the haunting, the visceral imagery that, that I'm always shooting. Um, that those are the paintings that, that I, that, that I have to make. And every year I create a certain batch of work that, that I make it and it, it, it does sell. It may take a while for it to sell, but somebody's going to come along and, and, feel a connection to it and, mm-hmm. and and hopefully they'll buy it you know and and um so but um you know somewhere along the way especially around 2009 when when the economy crashed i had to i had to really get real and figure out okay what what am i what am i going to w- make that's going to continue to sell and um and then you know now i have a family and so i have to i have to really be be Instead of working harder and all this kind of stuff, I have to work smart. So I have to be a businessman, too. Right. Well, it's an important part for all artists to know that yeah. you, you have to be able to market yourself. You have to understand pricing. you got to understand your market. Right. You may or may not need a gallery representation, but there's a business angle Absolutely. to creativity. Absolutely. And it doesn't just sell itself. No. People don't knock on your door, I wouldn't no. imagine, no. on a daily basis and say, William, can I come in there and buy your art? Right. <laughs> That does happen, but it's very rare. <laughs> right. You have to, you have to, you have to self-promote, and you have to do it in a way where you don't come across as like desperate, right. and you don't. You have to do it in a way where you have to be humble, 
and that can be challenging. Um, and you never want to you never want to drive you never want to drive your clients crazy. You just have to um, you just have you have to be willing. You have right. to be willing to just um, you know a lot of times just uh, accept the fact that you know. Uh, it's it's not always going to just sell itself. That you just mm-hmm. have to put it out there and um, just leave it up to fate. Sometimes yeah, a little fate <laughs> and a whole lot of uh, business acumen, and you exactly. probably works out well. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host today here on Sunday afternoon. I hope that you're enjoying. Your Sunday. Uh, we're in the studio with William Goodman. Welcome back, William. Thanks, Malcolm. William is a mixed media uh, visual artist, a painter, uh, and I got to visit your studio recently. That's and right. You, you actually showed me how you create this stuff. Uh, and one of the things that was most intriguing to me was uh, one of the processes that you were showing me is something that you kind of came up on your own. I've forgotten the name of it. What? It's where you reverse an image or something, right? Yeah, image, image, tra- image transfer, transferring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that process, just for our okay. non-technical listeners. Yeah. So <clears throat> there are a number of different ways that you can get images onto onto your surface, whether that being wood or canvas. But um, a lot of people just straight on collaging, where you can glue an image down with glue. But image transferring, um, a lot of people. Uh, can you know you can you can transfer images with acetone acetate um but i i stumbled upon transferring images with this glue type stuff called gel medium years ago about 20 years ago when i was using this particular product to collage down an image and i didn't really like where i'd put the image so i was using some stuff out of a um, old magazine and so i Glue, I would glue down with the gel medium an image, and then I lifted it back up, and I noticed that the ink from the uh, piece that I'd glued down um, was was lifting off where where I'd glued it down. And so I was like, "So this stuff is like transferring this ink." And so then I began experimenting with other types of papers and things, and then <clears throat> I got a color a color copy. Um, it was either a color copy or a black and white copy, and I tried it, experimented with it to see if it would transfer that, and it did. And so then I began experimenting with other types of paper and things like that. And so today what I do is I use um, a particular type of an old-school printer. It's an architectural printer that does, like, the dot pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reverse my images in Photoshop. Um, and so when I when I press them down, they're, they're the right side up. And so I use this glue gel medium. I put it on my surface. Um, and then I put it on my image as well and press it down and I get my studio manager um, to help me lay down the image, um, especially when I'm doing like big transfers. Um, and then you let it sit for, if it's a sunny day, put it outside for a couple hours. And what the gel medium does is it, it strips the ink from the print onto your surface and then you put water on the on spray it onto the paper and you remove the paper and so the ink is stripped into the gel onto the surface it's a cool process i got to watch y'all do it for a little while yeah it's uh, Um, it's magic it is magic and so it's transparent so you see like say if you've got like a blue or a greenish wash underneath and you transfer an image on top of it you get to see all that color coming coming through so um, you can do transfer on top of transfer and 
you know, do on all top kinds of paint. Of, you can paint, paint. The, yeah. paint the board or the canvas right. first, and then start putting these uh-huh. images on top of uh-huh. it. And build. So, it seems like a lot of your work is building. It is. It, it is. begins with a, a layer of paint, maybe another layer, right. s- some sort of manipulation mm-hmm. of, and then on top of that, you start piling these images on until you've right. created this, right. this piece. And that's that's kind of just kind of one aspect of my work. And so I, I, I did that. I did that for years and years and years. And then I started, especially when I started doing a lot of these big kind of corporate projects, I started thinking, okay. Well, a lot of these clients are going to want to see what these pieces are going to look like before I, I do them. And so I started using Photoshop to design out these pieces ahead of time so I could show the client, hey, this is this is what I'm going to do for you. Mm-hmm. And so then you I, can literally create it right on the computer. Yes. So people can look at it before right. you even right. start making it right. into an art piece. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so then about I'd say about five or six years ago, I, once I would once I would create it on the computer and show them what it's going to look like. Then I was like, okay, well, and I've always, I've always hand painted stuff, you know, along with doing the transfer stuff. But then I began hand painting all of these pieces. So that's another element to not just transferring. So a lot of these bigger kind of jobs, I hand paint everything. Now that takes weeks and weeks and weeks to do, but it's how I can kind of like, you know, justify doing these big jobs because I I hand paint Mm -hmm. all of them. So, um, so that's another kind of aspect of, you know, not just transferring. So, so you another thing you showed me when I visited your studio was a big project that you're envisioning for Fonder, and you right. you're you've got this big idea for a for a mural right. there. And tell yeah. us a little bit about that and how. So, so you so I got to see it as a concept. Right. Here's On the an computer, idea. Yeah. You have to go get permission. You have to pick right. a wall, get permission, sure. raise the money, get sponsor. Right. I mean, it's this complicated process of getting a mural it is from concept to reality it is um yeah so about a year ago i came up with this idea and i I have i have this wall in mind and i've i've gotten permission to do it and um and so kind of the phase that i'm in right now is i'm about to um begin fundraising for the project um and it's it's a great wall it's right there when you're driving into the stirrup of fondren and um and so the process i'm beginning right now is um looking for um, sponsors, people who would want to get behind the project and, you know, ra- I, want, I want to raise money to do the project. Um, and it's, it would, be, it would be, be so great for the neighborhood. And um, it, it's, it's all about community. It's all about what, what is going on in Fondren. Um, and, it, and it ties in the old and the new. And it's, you know, because, you know, Fondren's all about, you know, music and, and art and um, food. The culinary is so, so strong there and in the community. And uh, it's, it's, it, it kind of ties all that together. But it has this really, really great, like, retro feel to it as well, which I think when people come to Fondren, that's that's what they experience. Um, yeah, and my understanding of the history of Fondren is is it was like North Jackson. It was like Madison back right. in the day. So there was the city, there was Belhaven Heights, Belhaven, and and sort of where Baptist is to Millsaps, sure. and then everything else was out in the country. And so yeah. out this long road, out State Street, was this little community known as Asylum, Asylum Heights, Heights. Yeah. right? Yeah, because there yeah. was a, a mental institution uh-huh. out there. Uh-huh where UMMC is right. today, and there was a grocery store owned mm-hmm. by a local family known as the, the Fondren family, uh-huh. as I understood right. it. And that was sort of the beginning, of, and I think you're sort of incorporating uh-huh. that history in with I sort am. of the current I am. I trends t- and I stuff. I tie all that in there, and I've got an image of the Fondren family 
in like sitting on these steps, him and his um, children that'll be incorporated into the mural as well. So um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a really, really cool piece for the neighborhood. And it's something that, you know, I mean, social media is so huge today and I think it would be something really cool. People can, would, would want to go take their picture next to and, um, and just be a great piece driving right there on dueling um, mm-hmm. to, you know, I think it'd be cool for the neighborhood. So, what, what other projects are you working on? I mean, what's, what are you doing um, right now? What sort of work are you working right on? Right now I've, I've been creating a lot of, a lot of mixed media work. Um, and one of my goals right now is to get my work in museums. Um, I just got a piece accepted into the permanent collection of the Ogden museum down in new Orleans, which I'm super excited about. Uh-huh, um, that's great. And um, I've got a couple more museums that I'm talking to right now. So that's that's you know I'm kind of at a point in my career where um, museums are so important, and I love going to museums. Um, most people I know love going to. I mean, I love going to museums and looking at artwork. And um, I'm just at a point in my career where I feel that my work um, needs to be in museums. And so I've. Um, I've got a kind of I've created a body of work this year that that that's kind of what I'm having in mind and so I'm kind of stockpiling it in my studio and sending it to museums and you know just just being hopeful that you know some of them will want it and um so that's kind of kind and, of where I'm at And right museums now. have like collection committees they do. Th- that they look do. at uh-huh. look at pieces year in year out trying right. to decide what belongs in their, mm-hmm. permanent, in collection their permanent collection versus a traveling show which sure. is a totally different thing right. but you're interested in trying to get your pieces in permanent right. collections of right. museums across the southeast is that sort of That's the, kind of my goal, goal. Mm-hmm. right yeah and I'm um there's there's a great museum in Atlanta the High Museum um there's the Mint Museum and North Carolina. I mean, of course, I've been part of the um, permanent collection of the Mississippi Museum of Art for many years now. I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I, I mean, my dream one day would be to have a museum show. I mean, I think that's any artist's sure, dream, of course. Um, but uh, I mean, I've got I've got other things in the works. I mean, I'm always working on commissions. Um, I've got a couple of exciting ones coming up that I'll be getting started on soon. Um, you were telling me about a Faulkner piece that you recently painted yeah, for a private client. I did. I just did a I just did a Faulkner piece for a client out in California. That was that was a fun project. Um, and I've painted him before for uh, the Fine and Dandy restaurant at the district. Um, so I always enjoy painting Faulkner. He's such a character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you can't get a good painting out of Faulkner, yeah. I don't know what to say about it. Right. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I've always got something something fun going on. Do um, you have a specific gallery representation, or do you work with multiple galleries? Or how well, do you do that piece of it? You know, I mean, from time to time, I, I've, I mean, I've always, you know, worked with galleries. For, you know, 15 years, you know, I was, I was really, you know, strictly working with galleries but the past couple of years you know I've kind of um been been doing my own thing and it's been going really really well not to say that I won't work with galleries again but um you know I've I've really kind of been self-representing myself Mm -hmm. um over the past couple of years and it's been going really really well um you know I've got I've got my website and people contact me through my website or on social media. Um, and I, you know, one thing that I really love Malcolm is working directly with a client, you yeah. know, that, that one-on-one, um, experience, you know, they really, they really get to know me. I get to know them and I love having people to my studio. Um, and I love, 
I love going to a client's house or I love going to see, you know, a concept. I love going to see a space while it's being designed out with mm -hmm. an interior designer. Or I just I love that experience of, you know, be that that one on one. And a yeah. lot of times when you're you know working with a gallery, you, you don't you don't get to have that. Um, so yeah, there's someone else interacting, right? And right. Doing that so well. um, I've really enjoyed the past couple of years, kind of kind of doing my own thing. And not to say that I you know I'm not going to work with galleries, but um, I really just kind of enjoy representing myself right now. Why don't you share with us your social media profile, your website? Okay. Uh, if I'm sure you're on Instagram. In yeah. fact, I know you are. Yeah. Or in other social media. Well, my website channel. is uh, williamgoodmanart.com, um, and then my Instagram handle is williamgoodmanart, and my email is william at williamgoodmanart.com. Okay, so, so people can go directly there, yeah, see yeah. your stuff, follow right. you, absolutely, uh, see what's going on. Anything else that you're working on? You were, I think, you told me about a a big project that recently you got approved from a from a client, a private client, and you were so worried that they were, they'd sent you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds right. of photographs, and you yeah. weren't sure you were ever going to be able to get what they wanted, but they love what you sent them. Yeah, yeah, this is a client in in D.C. Um, this big project, and uh, they had. Um, they had mailed me like a hundred images and they wanted me to put together this, this piece for them. And, um, when I say they had mailed me a hundred, a hundred photographs, they had sent me a hundred photographs, but, and I somehow pieced it all together and designed it out. And luckily, and they, loved they, it. luckily they like it. So I'm about to start painting. It. <laughs> Great. Well, William, it's great to have you on. Thank you, Malcolm. Continue good luck. William Goodman, visual artist based in the Fondren neighborhood. This is the Mississippi Arts Hour. We're on every Sunday at 5 on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.